0: Another way I've got to find another way And get along without her Oh, I've got to find Another way Got to find me another way Got to find another way And get along without her Friends now Wouldn't mean so much to me Not alone things not too old, that sins have gotten cold, and the thoughts from before, that told me so much more, and I've got to find another way, I've got to find another way.
1: Now, this is podcast 165, and it's entitled Cosmic Recension. And it's um, a kind of exercise in contemporary, uh, uh, the tools of New Testament scholarship, historically speaking or traditionally speaking, as applied to high popular art in relationship to the pastoral wound of human existence and the cure for it. (laughs) Uh, That's what it's really about. It's about Burton Cummings and Randy Bachman. It's about a song that has a very interesting change at the heart of its second recording. It's about a quotation from the German mystic Meister Eckhart that has absolutely been pulling them out of the woodwork recently where I've been speaking and uh, teaching and so forth and so on. A quote that I discovered a few years ago or was given a few years ago that I think is fantastic, but it's drawn tremendous response. And it's really the pain of my own attempted healing in the light of the... uh, trying to make something whole of a life that seems very fragmentary and very much in pieces on the ground. And um, I want to sort of apply the uh, tools of um, what I learned uh, back in trade school, which was um, actually undergraduate school in the University of North Carolina and then later in Harvard College, about classical texts and how they are uh, recensions and corrections and... uh, uh, Changes in them are often uh, to be very thoughtfully handled so as to get closer to the Ur text, the original Kvela, the original source. And ultimately, if you're a Christian or if you're someone in the Christian tradition or a religious tradition of almost any kind, the source of the scriptures, which you believe, is uh, inspired and uh, is universal because it's inspired and is non-completely contextual because it applies to all people at all times. So you're always looking for that, aren't you? I mean, I am in everything I do, every relationship I have. Now, Meister Eckhart said that if you want to find God, you have to go back to where you lost him. Let me repeat that. If you want to find God, you have to go back to where you lost him. Now, if you're a secular person, that is to say, if you're not a religious believer, um, as I am, but... um I'm perfectly content and actually think it's the, 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 the point that Eckhart made is brilliant no matter where you are because it, it's a point that what, what Jonathan Haidt at the Mockingbird Conference called it, one of the we need to study the deep sages. I mean Haidt declared himself a non-believer of Jewish background with a secular point of view but uh, profoundly influenced by the moral psychology of the great sages and he proceeded then to list the Buddha, Jesus and Thomas Cranmer, most amazing. He referred to These three people in one breath as the great sages. Well, Meister Eckhart is one of them. Meister Eckhart said, let's put it in a more uh, non-specifically religious way. If you want to find out what's going on, you have to go back to where you stop understanding what's going on. If you want to find out what's actually happening in your life, you better go back to where you stopped understanding what's happening in your life, and you sort of became a victim of all sorts of uh, flotsam and jetsam and ideas that you didn't, uh, you know, that sort of drew you heedlessly forward to a shattering place of, uh, of uh, finitude. And so, therefore, um, what he's really saying is you have to always go back to where things went wrong. And this is the great message, not only of Meister Eckhart, but of uh, very, um, what is the word, serendipity we used to use? We don't use it very much anymore. It's not as fashionable as it was. Now there are many other, you know, every six months there's a new fashionable expression, which is simply a way to correct uh, a previously fashionable expression a little bit, and then it'll be changing itself. But um, Eckhart uh, believed that to find uh, some kind of solution to the place of uh, paralysis or just desperate um, quandary and, and loss where people find themselves, you have to go back to the beginning. And that's why Citizen Kane, as I've said before, is such a uh, probing and insightful movie. And I forgot to mention a, a bridge scene in it that I've never uh, really uh, understood until recently because now I see it in my own life. Uh, the great turning in Citizen Kane's romantic life occurs. He's a married man, unhappily but married man with a son. He's very very wealthy and very successful and very liberal and very politically uh, hopeful and a tremendous guy. A really good guy. A liberal crusader for reform for the common man as he puts it Charles Foster Kane. And uh, one night you see him on the street and a handsome cab passes splattering him with mud. His evening clothes are completely spattered with mud and he looks like a fool and a, a young woman is walking on his left down the street and begins to laugh at his uh, Kane's ridiculous way and she has no idea who he is and he's the very famous Charles Foster Kane, the man of great power she just sees him as a sort of 38 year old budding geezer who's uh, covered with mud and, and he says to her well actually she says well come up and I'll clean you up come up to my apartment I live just right here and you can wash up and at least get your face cleaned off and she's very sweet to him and he uh, is very taken with her lack of guile and he says to her well actually I was on the way when this happened I was going to to a warehouse downtown where uh, some um, things from my childhood my mom has died, if that's the implication and uh, a, a bunch of things from my my childhood home have been boxed up and are in a warehouse, and I want to go look at them. in other words, he wants to go visit his past and You and I know later what's in that box. One of the things that's in that box is rosebud, which is the key to the loss of love, where he lost he, he, he this is where he lost whatever Meister Eckhart was enjoining in, in us to try to find again. He lost that when he was parted from his mother at age nine or whatever it was or ten, and rosebud the sled symbolizes this it is an it's very revealing. So he was just about to go there. So he's obviously very open. He's in a very open place in his life. And then he meets Susan Alexander, the young woman. and He's completely taken with her. She's actually a rather lame and it turns out rather venal human being. Not a good person, although she has her side of the story as well. But he is completely entranced by her and she sings and his emotions just come out. And, um... He's sort of there at a point where uh, I, uh, Eckhart would have said, you know, he's, he's sort of in touch with those things that he lost. And by seeing her in this remarkably coincidental way at that moment, and he's also able to laugh at himself and see himself in the mirror for the kind of phony that he, inside himself, he really is, with the mud all over his evening clothes. And it's an amazing scene. Well, that sets up, as you and me. We have to go back. And when we go back, we can correct it. But if we don't, we don't. And a tremendous number of my colleagues, for example, in religious circles, uh, church circles, who had a disaster in connection with the culture wars. And I'm talking about a bona fide disaster. I've referred to this, but there are hundreds of them. There are, you may know a few of them. They were very, very faithful and committed clergy who were on the wrong side of certain culture wars in a particular denomination that proved really uh, rather merciless to the uh, losers, and uh, hundreds of these poor fellows, mostly men, but not all. There are summer women priests are out there in the cold and a great number of them are sort of trying to put it behind them by making a variety of different arrangements from the Church of Rome to storefront Anglican churches to church plants to becoming ministers in other denominations or just losing it all together and going home, but most of them don't have the funds to do that. So it's a terrible situation but um, I I always say, but no one listens and I don't expect them to listen at all. I have completely given up hope of that. You know, if we could only go back and find out what went wrong, like, uh, like Like uh, Burton Cummings uh, says in that remarkable song, Let me read it to you one more time. This is the secret of what has to happen, by the way, for us to find healing. And it's uh, Mr. Ecker, he said it, and it's true of me and you. And it's certainly true of me. And the fact that um, uh, Burton Cummings and Randy Bachman in this song uh, came up with this is uh, to me an empirical um, demonstration of the power of God or, to put it in more uh, general terms, of the power of inspiration or the fact that an artist knows that he is not making it up himself. It's coming from somewhere. And even artists who are not remotely formally religious, although many artists are informally religious, almost all artistic types that I've known who actually have done something would say, I don't know where it came from. God damn, I just don't know where it came from. But it came from somewhere. But I didn't make it up. This book I wrote or this speech that I gave or this sermon I preached or this painting that I made or this poem that I wrote. And this is what uh, Cummings says in his song that I played, um, Got to Find Another Way. You know I was trying to record this uh, podcast uh, uh, three different times I've tried to record it and I keep getting interrupted on the telephone which I think is funny usually I don't mind but I actually I've been so emotionally bound up with this material that I I couldn't go on and after the interruption I really did uh, lose my ability to to be in the moment but I'm in the moment now and let's hope that the phone doesn't ring and if it does hey now this is what the text was this is the unchanged or text of the song got to find another way at the end got to find another way change everything i'm thinking change everything i'm doing got to go back go back when find out what was wrong and come back then change everything i'm thinking about her forget everything i said about her got to find another way hey hey well, that is an amazing, inspired for very young people uh, lyric that is really the truth, of, the truth of learning from catastrophe is not to move forward. Someone very famous that I know about, apparently his last words to somebody who we loved him very much, a clergyman, and apparently this was sort of his whole life, was summed up in the word onward. He was always saying, onward, we're here, but we're going forward. And, of course, it's a point of great hope. I don't deny that at all. I, I think it's very uh, commending, uh, commendable and touching that this man was associated with the road of onward. But I would say that onward-ness, if it is to be unchecked, or if it is to be effective, or if it is to be ultimately um, fulfilled. Let's put it that way. needs to be rooted in what, uh, I think at least, needs to be rooted in what Meister Eckhart said. Uh, I've got to go back first before I can find him now and for the future. I need to go back to where I lost him, and I usually have. Now, in the second version, which I'm going to play at the end of the podcast, which is actually very good, the second version was recorded by Burton Cummings, I think it was on his album, My Own Way to Rock. I think, I think, but um, you can check that in the early 80s, but it may be the 70s. I don't honestly know, but don't remember, but you can find that out. But in the second version, and some people to whom I play the second version like it better because it's slower. You can hear the words better. It's just one man singing. It doesn't have the sort of feeling of a, of a B-side of a single. I mean, it just has a different feel to it. It's more like a ballad, and it's really wonderful. But I'm going to read the same verse that I just read, the concluding uh, lines of the song. But in the new verse, it goes like this. Changing everything I'm doing. Changing everything I'm saying. Waiting for the comeback, maybe today. Till then I'll find me another way and try get along and try to get along without her. Sorry about that. Till then I've Till then I'll find me another way and try to get along without her. Well again, the point is I need to find a way to live without this person. I've lost the foundation. I've lost the anchor of my life, so I've got to find another way. The old way wasn't working. But notice in this is a more he says, waiting for the comeback, maybe today. Till then, I'll find me another way. Well, that could be considered more hopeful, but it's a different idea. It's not the meister Eckhart idea. It's sort of, I'm, I'm hoping maybe she'll come back. Maybe she'll come back to me. Or maybe a, a new form of her will come back to me. Um, uh, so in the meantime let me try to get along without her that's more wishful thinking and it has a real role in human life but it's not the same thing as the original which i re- je répète je répète Got to go back, go back when, find out what was wrong, and come back then. Well, uh, when I say this, it's not only helped me a great deal, but people literally, they sort of come out of the woodwork. I feel like I'm at the Tammy concert, T-A-M-I, that wonderful concert in California when the Rolling Stones played one of their early American performances brilliantly. And, uh, Billy J. Kramer, is it, and the Dakotas, and Scylla uh, Black, and sort of the English-met American, like... Um, Oh, that wonderful singer. Uh, it's my Leslie Gore and also Soul, you know, James Brown came together for a great musical moment called the T A M I Show. Well, um, where was that coming from? Well, um, the uh, uh, issue here is that we are absolutely bound. To find the place where the rosebud, oh I know what I was going to say because when I talk about this, Meister Eckhart and the rosebud, we're all needing to find our rosebud and if you can just find where the rosebud was you can find out where the rosebud is if you find out where you lost it in your 12th year, your 17th year, your 22nd year, it's rarely beyond your 25th year, when you lost your rosebud or where you lost contact with that love which was in you and ready to come out but was somehow blocked or destroyed or damaged or turned or the Went wrong somehow, and you were left in the lurch, and uh, this is uh, the moment of crisis in your whole life. If you go back to that, maybe you can turn the faucet. You know, it's like turning the dishwa the the, the dishwa You know, the the the, the, the Plumbing. If if you turn it around, maybe the water will go out the right way and it won't be blocked and explode in your life all the time. Well, that's what we're saying. Uh, And if you can go back and find your rosebud, chances are the rosebud in its current expression is right here in front of your face. And that's what this is all about. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. I'm going on uh, another hiatus. I'm so sorry. It's been a while since I've recorded, but I've been on the road um, seemingly um, without interruption. You know, the odd thing is, I mean, I've been way too busy from a human point of view but um, and doing some good things and personal matters and family. Matters, all of which are legitimate and fine and speaking. But interestingly enough, the only thing that I really do that's actually valuable in these podcasts, I mean the only thing that actually – people tell me this all the time. I mean people come up to me who I've never seen or heard of and say, you know, I live for your podcast. Now they're just saying it. I understand that. But it's amazing how how much – Uh, sort of uh, response I receive from these little talks that I give, these sort of fireside chats. And um, because I've been so much on the road of late, and I'm going to be on the road again, I I haven't gotten to one. And so the one thing that actually probably is sort of in touch with something like reality, God, the force, you know, the Holy Ghost, um, which is these coming songs, and Rosebud and Meister Eckhart and these uh, great themes about rekindling love, which is now becomes love in the new and love in the next. that is um, That comes out in the cast. So I'm grateful for your listening and for giving me the encouragement. And I think now we're going to listen to uh, Burton Cummings, um, uh, the, the second incarnation of the song, Got to Find Another Way, in this case performed and recorded by Burton Cummings. I hope you like it. Uh, but I also hope, you know, deep down inside myself, deep down, I hope that you prefer the first one.